Come with me and you'll be in a world of cinematic adventures. Welcome to Cinematic Adventures. Hi. Hi, Jackie. Hi, Hi Doug, as seen on TV. How are you doing? Apparently not named Rob, which I just no. discovered. <laughs> no. You thought you were talking to Rob from the show the whole time. Yes. Um, we're having like a secret affair behind your back. You and Rob? Yeah. How dare you? Right. He's mine. The doggone girl is mine. Well, you know, I do have the familial co- connections to Atlanta, so I can go down there. I'm yeah, down there. I'm not that's good. right. You just got to get on. You got to get on the slut train. No, there's no such thing. Why are you slut As shaming? Slut tra- I'm not slut shaming. I'm saying I'm telling you how to get there. Oh, OK. Right. All Poor aboard. We're on the slut train. Poor guy's going to listen to this episode and be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? He, no, you know what? He's not going to listen to the episode because he doesn't listen to his own show. Yeah, but that's his own show. He'll he, no, he doesn't, no, he doesn't listen to podcasts, period. He hates podcasts. He hates, yeah, it's a whole thing. <laughs> it's like a kind of like our inside thing where he's just like, I would, I'll tell him about shows I listen to and he'd be like, why? They're all fucking terrible. He hates podcasts. He'll listen to this one. You know why? Because I'm here. And that's I'm right. Fucking delightful. That's right. Also, at guessing. least we're not boring. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. I'm the engineer on the slut train. Boop, boop. So sorry to bother you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is the yes. name of the movie that we're discussing this particular week? I actually have uh, interesting things to say about it. Like, well, <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm like. It's the movie that you and I will review where I don't call you racist for liking it. <laughs> what? That was, sorry, what? Man, that, was a, that was a reference to the last episode. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So apparently I'm racist because he likes The Exorcist. That's how that worked out. No, I no, mean, it wasn't, it, it wasn't that. I remember it. No, you're racist for liking The Matrix. <laughs> That makes no sense. <laughs> it makes literally no sense. No, it doesn't at all. And exactly. That's Welcome right. Welcome to Doug. Uh, <laughs> anywho. By the yes. way, I have never seen you on TV. Your name is a lie. Yes. Well, no, it's not true. I was on TV. I've never seen you on TV. Uh, I, okay. I was on the Ricky Lake show. I was a clown on the Ricky Lake show once. That's a true story. I believe it. That yeah, is uh, definitely believable. Yeah, it was during like a, a proposal segment and the couple met at a carnival, you know, and I was dressed as a clown and I had to come out and, and dance like George Clinton. It's pretty odd because my, my clown suit was like real big. It was very velvet and I had like a Ziggy Stardust wig. I looked amazing. Why but is yeah. that not on your website? I don't, you know what's weird? I think I have it on VHS in a box somewhere in my garage. Uh-huh. Yeah. That needs to be on the website. I've been on TV like a few times, but that, yeah, but to your point, yeah, no, I'm not a regular television personality. It's just, it's actually inspired by, um, a, a, I'll tell you the story. How I got the name was my wife said, you, I was klutzing around as I do. And she was like, you know what? You're as like, you you're like, you're like the, the beginning of an infomercial. <laughs> I and love that's your how, wife. <laughs> and that's how, yeah, that's what she said to me. She's like, you're like the beginning of an infomercial. Oh, God, that's how it. I got, that's how I chose the name. Douglas has seen on TV. Seen on TV. Huh? There you no. go. That's how I got it. Oh, uh, I don't have a code name. I'm just Jackie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's weird because I'll reference you and I'll be like, it's hosted by Jackie. 
That's it. Well, that's and I and name. I but I try to sell it like I try to say your name like it's Cher. Yeah, but Cher is a classic name. Speaking yeah, of, but I, I just but I try to sell it like a, Clueless. So. Oh, okay. So, but like the, you know, I, but I try to say it like, of course it's Jackie, you know, Jack, the Jackie, the Jackie, right? Like a chair or Madonna, like the one jewel, like just the one name. Mm-hmm. It's not that everyone not, should dude, know. Like half the country has this name. Jesus. Not, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Like so many people, especially like Jackie in the seventies or like my actual name, Jacqueline, like a third of all women born in the seventies are named Jacqueline. So it's just, it's not Jacqueline. You think it's because of Jacqueline Smith? Yes. It's because of Jacqueline Smith and definitely not Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis. No, definitely not that. It's absolutely Jacqueline. Ke- yeah. Yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't even make that connection. Good on you. Good on you for knowing math. <laughs> for knowing math, or you know just having existed and the movie we're talking about eventually is gonna be sorry to bother you which is a hell of a movie yeah i mean it's no exorcist three but it's good oh for fuck's sake <laughs> i hate you so much <laughs> you are horrible <laughs> oh, all right so sorry to bother you is an excellent movie it's one it of is. the original it's movies not it's- at all what you think it's gonna be like at the ending there, it just kind of comes out of nowhere. So I love it. Okay. So how about Crazy. unlike, like, how about unlike last time, uh-huh. we don't give a synopsis at the end of the episode. Let's maybe start. Well, okay. Another. So sorry to bother you. You have to give a synopsis at the beginning or else people are going to be like, what the fuck crazy train did I just jump on? So you right. kind of have to like, you gotta, you, we have pretty much have to follow the format of the movie. You got to lead them in before you go completely crazy. Right. You'll <laughs> you'll you'll come for Boots Riley, but stay for the horse, Nick. See what I mean? You just jumped right. To- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so it starts out with Lakeith. So the whole reason why we're watching this, or while we're discussing this, is because when we did Knives Out, you were like, Lakeith, where did he come from? And I'm like, Sorry to bother you. And you're like, I haven't seen that. And I was like, Oh, you have to, because see, when I suggest movies to people, they're good. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I'm not I'm not in the business of good. Clearly. Right. <laughs> so anyway, okay. So Lakeith Stanfield is named Cassius or Cash. Which yeah. I feel like this is like the Matrix where like every single thing, like there are layers. Everything is designed. Everything is has a reason. Like his name being his full name being Cassius and his nickname being Cash probably has to do with, you know, his, his nickname a clumsy being Cash metaphor. has to do with um, yeah. you know capitalism which this movie explores and his name being cassius definitely has to do with you know cassius clay muhammad ali right um and of course his last name is green because cash is green um (laughs) and um i'm i'm basically just gonna read the plot summary from wikipedia because it's if you try to go from memory you're gonna fuck it up yeah that's there's a lot yeah I'll con- yeah, I'll confirm that. There's a lot that happens in yeah. this. Um, okay, so he lives in his uncle's uh, garage with his girlfriend, Detroit, who's an artist. Um, she's struggling to pay rent. Like, all of this is so, it's so on the nose. Detroit is art, and it's trying, it's struggling to pay rent. Yeah. So, anywho. Um, he gets a job as a telemarketer. And he's having trouble talking to customers until Langston, who's played by, um, by uh, what's his name? Um, Donald Glover. 
he um, teaches him to use his white voice. Yes. Um, and I'm still learning that. <laughs> no comment. Um, so the funny thing is, like, when you first, when you see the trailers for the movie, and when you first start watching it, you're thinking that, like, oh, I know where this is going, right? You know, he's, he's going to he's got to use his white voice and then he's going to move up and then people are going to be like, oh, you changed or maybe he is going to change. And then his friends are going to be like, you know, you got to you got to become normal and come like the rest of us. You'd be wrong. It's not at all what this movie is about. There are elements no. of that, but that is not what this movie is about. Um, that's no, why when no. I told you to watch it, I was like, don't watch the trailers. Just watch like it's one of those movies where like the less, you know, the better it is. Right. So like, like if you, if you haven't already seen it and you're listening to this podcast, that's a bad idea. Yeah, no, this is definitely You should come back to this. Go watch it and then it, come you know? back. And yeah, and and like just hit pause, go watch the movie and then come back and hit pause and listen to the rest of it and then like laugh along with us. Yes. I, I yeah, and also this episode will be filled with interesting nuggets about the movie. Indeed, because Doug, I see it on TV, loves to look shit up. Yes. Oh, I no. Yeah, I went buck wild with this, but continue with the synopsis. <laughs> What's you know? It's appropriate. Um, okay, so he he's learning to use his white voice, and his coworker Squeeze is um, he decides to form a union because so when they're I'm going off script for a second. Um, at their telemarketing job, the you don't make any sale. You don't make any money unless you make sales. So they don't have like a minimum wage. You're just shit out of luck if you don't get sales. And at first he wasn't getting sales until he was taught about, you know, using his white voice and he was kind of uneasy about it. And, um, and then he does it and he like skyrockets, he starts making all these sales and he gets invited to, um, Okay, wait, I'm just going to go back to because I'm I realize I'm getting ahead of myself cuz I'll I just put but, but I will but I will point out something right here at this at at the point that you're at is that the white voice isn't just a black man doing a white man's voice. It's Patton Oswalt's voice. Yeah, it's actual well it's a different people too. Um it's it's actual white people, like actual white men are doing the voice of right. Patton it's Patton the, Oswalt and David Cross are the white voices. Yeah. Um, doing the voice. So like Donald Glover's voice is done by, um, by David Cross and uh, Patton Oswalt does Cash's voice. Yeah. Which is really funny. <laughs> it. it is. It is really funny. Cause like, like, they why, even... does that, why does he sound like Ratatouille? <laughs> exactly. And Oh, by the way, the visuals of this. Excellent. So um, the reason why it's called sorry to bother you is like, you know, when telemarketers, like when they pick up the phone, they're like, sorry to bother you. Is this a bad time? That kind of spiel. Right. It's part of the script. Right. Right. Well, in the movie, when he does that, (laughs) they, they show you start out with him like in the office and then he's immediately like his desk is wherever the people are. So if the people are having sex, he's sitting there listening. <laughs> he's sitting there watching them have sex, like in their living room. And yeah. if the people or, are or eating dinner, he's sitting at their dinner guy. table. Yeah, yeah. Those, it, 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 it's really stylized really well, those scenes. And the budget's only like three and a half mil. And you wouldn't know it because there's some pretty expensive looking shots in it. And, and But it's also really creative how they how they do that. Yeah. Uh, that, so that those scenes are awesome. Um, okay, so Squeeze decides to form a union to get them better pay, and um, and he asks he wants Cash to participate. He does, 
and they expect to be fired, but instead Cash gets promoted. And ho ho, is there a loaded reason why that happens? But you don't find that out till the end of the movie. Um, so anyway, Cash gets like, promoted. But it's like stages of whoa ho ho, right? Like right? he's like yeah, yeah. First he goes to sell human slavery, and then right, it it. it just spirals yeah every step there's like a it's it's almost well it's very much like actual capitalism like where is your limit what are you willing to do for money and then ultimately it asks the question of did you ever have a choice ah yes it does that yeah it does and to your point like in the i like the um the fact that at the very very end uh i mean they by now we've told you to see the movie before you listen to what we're talking about so by now, you know what we're talking about. So the at the end, what I really appreciated was it didn't let the protagonist off the hook. Oh, no. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. No, it, I mean, I really liked that, too. Like, you were like, well, you know what? He, he still sold out to some extent, even though he got himself right. He still, there, was, there were still consequences for that. And I, I really appreciated that. Yeah. Um, it reminds me, you know what it reminds me of? Oh, good. Tell me, because I have a list. Okay. It reminds me of The Matrix Reloaded. You should have seen this coming. You really should. Oh, yeah. Um <laughs> where <laughs> are you crying? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it reminds me of the Matrix Reloaded because <laughs> when the Oracle says oh, the problem up. is choice and um you're killing me. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> Um, so you remember, okay, so going back to the Matrix, when she was like, what's really going to bake your noodle later on is, would you still have done it if I hadn't said anything? And then when you see the whole story play out and you realize, like in the second movie, you learn that all of the, you know, everything that was that came before was a lie. It was all a setup. And then the third movie, you discover that, like, he really didn't have a choice. Uh-huh. He was the one regard, you know, he, he's the systemic anomaly. He was, and even his love of Trinity wasn't, he didn't have a choice in that. It was programmed. This analogy um, is so hateful. It, shut up. It's true. It's spot on. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty good. But, but yeah, so it's, it's and it's that's hateful. what that reminds me of with his overarching character situation where it's like, he kind of, he's very much Neo where like he he's just kind of going along to get along and then he's making these decisions. And then at the end it was like, okay, but did he really have any choice? Did he actually have the power to make a different decision? Because if he had refused the job, he would have been homeless. If he had refused the promotion again, like he wasn't making enough money to live on. So had he refused the promotion, he may as well have been homeless, you know? So did he really have a choice all along? And in the end, he ultimately didn't have a choice. And, you know, situations happen, which we'll get to that later. I want to save the ending for later. I um, can't wait to we do an episode where Jackie tells you that Mary Poppins Returns is exactly like The Matrix and then has an exact explanation as to why. You know what? Mary Poppins Returns is exactly like it, it would be like an MCU. Like it would be like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Part 2. What? Volume two. What? How? I literally just say that because of him <laughs> saying I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. That's the only reason. I had yeah. no like That's story it. basis in that. It's just because he said I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Right. That's All right. It. So anyway, um, okay. So back to the synopsis, which I, like 
I kind of wonder why we're doing the synopsis because at this point, like you have already seen the movie. So this is kind of boring. We're just retreading. Right. Well, um, that's the thing. Like I, so you asked me to watch this and I did, you did. And I, what I appreciated for it, first of all, it has elements of like all my favorite movies in it. Like there's a little bit of tape heads. There's a little bit of repo man. There's a little bit of Charlie Chaplin's modern times. There's very, there's definitely RoboCop. Um, you know, like the lived-in world of RoboCop, that where the av- like where some of the things that they're watching, like the punch you in the face show. Yeah, that was. That, it, it keeps coming back to it. Yeah, it reminded crazy. me of the "I'll buy that for a dollar" show that RoboCop was was always on the background in RoboCop, and some of the advertising, like in RoboCop, the the nine thousand SUX car advertisement that was always so that that's what it it kind of reminded me of that like sort of well-lived-in absurd parody world of you know advertising and I, I thought that was i it felt the place felt familiar to me because of these points of reference right so right. um that's what i really enjoyed about it was like was like oh this is like the movies that like i have to beg my friends to watch <laughs> you know not Exorcist three, yeah, but like the good ones, tape heads, repo. Yeah, keep bringing it up. Just keep yep. salt in the wounds. That's right. <laughs> so, me dancing on your feelings. You probably don't even have any rhythm. That's the real insult. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, you're right. Zero. Yeah. Zero rhythm. Okay, so back to the racism. Uh, <laughs> back to stereotyping and racism did you, did you like that segue uh, <laughs> so the white voice is it's not just about like it's not just about sounding white you have to sound like relaxed and you have to sound like nothing's wrong everything's chill oh yeah that i really thought was funny like you got to sound like your whole life like you have no worries no bills you don't even have to be there Almost like worry free. Right. Okay. It's the reason why that was like a a big thing is because the the name of the movie that the, his name is Steve lift, but his character, his character's name is Steve lift, but essentially he's Steve jobs. Um, He runs a company called worry free, which is essentially voluntary slavery. Yes. So there's that. Like they sell human. Like, do you ever see the movie? uh, You ever see the documentary, the yes men? Oh, I thought you were going to ask me if I saw the movie Downsizing. Um, the Yes Men, I did not see it. You would really like that. And it would, it, it, they, they pull a prank where they are doing a seminar at like one of these big corporate retreats where yeah. they're essentially like doing a presentation of slavery to the corporate head owners. And what the stuff that they do and the things that they're wearing are really absurd and over the top. And you're just dying thinking that these people are like going to be embarrassed or shamed. They didn't even flinch. <laughs> and it's in the documentary, the yes men, you have to see it. It's, and it's, that's where the director writer boots Riley, like freaking nails it. Like absolutely. Now when you, especially when you see yes men, you really, and you see these corporate meetings and these big presentations and watching what they pull and knowing that the people watching them didn't even find it humorous or anything like, yeah, that makes sense. That's terrifying. Uh, but yeah. You know that song that's like, this is the world we live in. Oh, that's, that's what's No, it sounds like white right people now. music. It is. Yeah. Uh, but you know, 
This is the world Stop trying to chum up to me after you degraded me the way you did. Neither of those things happened. I didn't degrade you, <laughs> nor am I yeah. trying to chum up to you. I, that's yeah, literally you the song that's going through my head. Oh, I, who is that by? What is that? Like, oh, this. Oh, I know what that is. Uh, because of my super white powers. The, <laughs> this is the world we. Oh, na, na, na. Genesis. Is that what you're thinking of? Are you thinking of a Genesis song? That is super oh white. God. Yeah, like I had to like. Okay, no. I do like not super white. Everybody loved Genesis. That's Come not on. even. That's not even true. That is a hundred percent true. Who Mm-mm. doesn't do the? When oh yeah, the, that's the, Phil Collins. That's the, okay. First of all, it's Phil right? Collins. Phil Col- well, Phil Collins right. is Genesis. So you're gonna say like every Peter Gabriel song is a Genesis song? No, not even remotely. Oh uh, well, because Peter Gabriel was the original singer of Genesis. But Phil Collins became Genesis. Oh, like when you when you say Genesis, I think Phil Collins. Oh, that's like thinking of the Miami Sound Machine and not thinking of Gloria Stefan. Was there someone else before Gloria Stefan? I don't know. That's my point. Okay, (laughs) that's the whole point. (laughs) Oh no, no. See, I I have I have to correct you there. Like especially if you're like one was like nerd. I am not a nerd prog rocker. Like I do not listen to Rush on purpose or. Uh huh. But you're gonna power through it. No, well, what I'm saying is that Genesis sort of fell into was, you know, when they began, they were in that category of like, yes, all that sort of math protractor rock. And but math they were very protractor rock. Yeah, if like yes and rush. More <laughs> there's not more of a of a say it, phrase say it. that is say what? Say it. You can say, say it. Say it. There's no more of a phrase that is contradictory than math protractor rock. Oh yeah, it's it's absurd. It but like yeah, but the Genesis when they started were famous for their sort of math rock the but theatricality math. of the Peter Gabriel era. We didn't we children of the seventies getting into music in the eighties weren't aware of Genesis until after Phil Collins had taken over. Exactly. And right. when you when people say Genesis, nobody thinks Peter Gabriel. Everybody thinks oh, that, Phil see, Collins. That, I'm, see, that's the thing I'm correcting. That's the first thing most people into Genesis think of. Like most, most people, people think of the history of Genesis. I'm just trying to I'm trying to keep us out of trouble here. You should just go with my premise. What the shit? Okay, most normal Some people rock like nerds are gonna come person, here and beat us up. The average person, yeah. when you say Genesis, they think Phil Collins. No. No. Yeah. Uh, that ain't true. That absolutely is true. And if I had somebody on like speed dial, I would just randomly call somebody up and be like, yo, Genesis. And they'd be like, Phil Collins. Thank you. Nope. I bet you, I bet you Lance Vince tells you no. Oh my God. He knows better than us. You don't even know his name. (laughs) Lance Vince knows everything. He's like the Oracle. Oh, it's horrible. He is. That has gone so far off the rails. It has. I'm sorry. Oh my God. (laughs) So anyway, Back to sorry to bother you. You and your super white powers. <laughs> That's oh right. Gosh. Super magic white powers. Oh, That's oh right. Mm-hmm. I lost track too. But yeah, this oh, sorry to bother you is one of the more original films to come out in the twenties than than we've seen in a long time. It is you know it, it definitely see influence of things, but it's fine. Like it's like like I said, like I'm already I was already sort of comfortable in the environment because I saw the guy's point of reference at points of reference. By the way, do you know anything about the director and the writer? Boots Riley. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't, like, read the book. He wrote and directed this, but he, before he did that, he also wrote a book called Sorry to Bother You. Um, he also has an, an album written, called Sorry to Bother You as well. Yeah, he, he I think he started out as, like, a musical artist. and then He still is. He still is into, a musical artist. To, like, writing books and then turned them into movies, and here we are. Well, let me um, tell you, I, so after I, watched the, after I watched the movie, of course, I did my research. As, you know, as using like, your you know, super white powers. Using my super white powers, but also you know, also using like, you know, when I argue with Trumpsters online and they're like, do your research. I did my research. Mm-hmm. So because I'm often told by people to do my research and they'd always like, do your research, comma, libtard. And I do that just to make people happy. So I did that and I uh, looked up Charles Riley and, and uh, I'm sorry, Boots Riley. I was and gonna then, say, <laughs> yeah, I got it confused with Charles Nelson Riley for a second, <laughs> but it's because my white powers are taking over so badly. I'm becoming like the White Phoenix. Ugh. Yeah, it's terrible. But Boots Riley, I think your credit score it? just went up. <laughs> nice. But the he was in a group called the Coop, or the Coup, and. I listened to every Coop record today. <laughs> that is you. Yes. That's me. You. No wonder you don't have enough like free time because you get one thing and you just go all the way down the rabbit hole and you're like, let's see where the end is. That's what happens. <laughs> like there are people that'll watch like one Captain America movie and be like, I'm a nerd. No, you're not a nerd. You're a fucking dork and a fan. <laughs> I'll show you like, I'll show you the rabbit hole of nerd. And I absolutely fell in love with every single record this man put out. I like you and I don't understand how you don't already have these records because like, first of all, I know why you had me personally watch this movie. We don't have to get into it, but I know why. And I'm just trying to tell you, I already agree with you so much so that my spirit is giving you a hug right now. You just can't see it. How I have do you no idea not? what's going on. Uh- <laughs> How did do you, you not, listen to you're, the anti? The, it's very anti-capitalist. Very. Yeah. How do you not have these records already? Like just some of the the titles of the songs. How does? How do you? How is five million ways to kill a CEO not your ringtone, Jackie? <laughs> how? <laughs> oh my god! That's my point. I took the long way to that point. I was Stephen King describing the woods oh, getting shit. to that point. Getting to that but, point. I love it. Yes. Now I'm probably going to listen to it. <laughs> it is. No, seriously, he was doing in 1994 what Run the Jewels are doing now and better. Like, I just now noticed that he has banned Street Sweeper Social Club. Yes. Has Tom yes, who's in it. Yes. Yeah, Tom Morello's in the it. The fucking yeah. goat. Yes. yes. I love Tom Morello. By the way, um, he does a show on Lithium. I love that show. It's my favorite. Why do you what think is lithium? my other podcast what is lithium? Is... I actually don't know that. I actually oh, don't know. lithium is um, a channel on XM. Oh, okay. I just canceled yeah. XM. Oh, yeah. So Sirius XM has, you know, a bunch of different channels. Um, yeah, yeah. And the Soul Town channel lithium. being the best. Okay. Um, and yeah. so Tom Morello of Rage Against the Machine has a 
he has a show where he pretty much just does whatever he wants. And it's awesome because you get to hear him talk about like how rage came up and like different stuff and like, in you know, industry insiders, like he's just telling his shit. Right. And um, yeah, he's a very interesting person. Like I, I yeah. genuinely enjoy him talking. I like him more than I like his band. What? Yeah. I mean, Ra- I'm telling you the coop is better than rage against the machine. Like the coop is lyrically what rage against the machine pretends to be okay rage like, is awesome they are look literally the name of my other podcast is rose against the machine look i'm sorry that i'm just jealous that it didn't occur to me to rap over my black sabbath albums but i'm telling you the coop is better than rage against the machine that is not at all you filthy you take that back that's exactly you know what? what rage against you the and your is. super white powers can that's go right. to fucking i don't know go to honky town <laughs> Get back in your Caucasian cocoon. Oh, my gosh. Rage Against the Machine is fucking awesome. I'm not saying, like, I haven't listened to the coup. They, they Mind you, I'm just awesome. going to tell you, I'm just going to remind the audience that it's not the white person saying this. Okay, cool. What does that have to do with anything? Because <laughs> it's fun to play with stereotypes. You're horrible. I'm horrible. Right. Don't try to turn me into Mr. Bentley. The thing that we can agree on is that Tom Morello is fucking awesome. Now he is. He's amazing. And also that I'm, I love you, Jackie. Aw. I love you. I really do. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I don't hate you. <laughs> that is pretty much what has happened with like every interaction with my friends, like always. They're always like, I love you. And I'm like, oh, bye. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> like, you, you never you say to. it back. I don't. <laughs> right. No, I hear you. I didn't say it back to my own parents, so, like, don't feel bad. <laughs> no, my parents would be like, I love you, and I'd be like, I know you think you do. Which, actually, I got from a movie. Do you know what movie I got that from? Uh-uh. Mother. I've never seen Mother. <gasps> Albert I've Brooks! Mother. I've I never love seen it. it. I've never seen it. Albert Brooks and um, um, Gina, what's her name? Um, Carrie Kershaw? Fisher's mom. No, Carrie Fisher's mom. Oh, uh... It's Deb- not Gina. Not Gina. It's Debbie. Debbie. No, it's Debbie, Debbie Reynolds. Yeah, Debbie Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah. Debbie Reynolds and Albert Brooks. It's right. a comedy and I love it. I used to quote that to my mom all the time. She would hang up on me. It was great. <laughs> terrible. I would quote like, I know person. why she hates me. And she just like click. <laughs> I'm telling you though. I love that movie. Back to this point, I'm telling you, when you listen to the Coop's music, when you go through their albums, it's probably, was it, it's the Coup, right? And I just keep it's saying It's most Coup. likely the Coup, yeah. Right. So when you listen to their music and you go through their records one by one by one, it will change you. It is, first of all, funky as fuck. Like, okay, yeah, the songs, what is it? Um, The Magic Claps is probably my favorite song because it's, it's awesome. My favorite Mutiny is really great. Of course, five million ways to kill a CEO. <laughs> it's like I keep going back to that one. Um, it's every one of those records are freaking. I was like, I'm happy that you made me watch this movie. Not because I, not just because I enjoyed the movie, but I'm going to explore these records long after we're done with the show. Like, they're I'm probably going to get them on vinyl. Like, that's how much I fell in love with this man's music. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So. All right, I so just, I just thought that was good little point there that you changed my life. I have this man's art. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna market this as the life changing episode. 
It's, it is. It is. A, it very much is. Like, not as much as Exorcist 3 changed oh, your life. Oh, see? We, had, <laughs> we were doing so well. And you right, just had to but, throw it all away. Yes. <laughs> kind of like you're reneging on the I love you. Um, I didn't renege. I just, I don't. You didn't I offer don't it up. Give. No. That's right. Yeah. Like I said, though, it, don't take it personally. No, I didn't. My I, best well, friends are like, I love you. And I'm like, okay, bye. Why are they your friends? Why are they your friends? You know, that's a great question. Great question. For another time. But Ask anyway, what did you from Unapologetically Unfiltered. Hef has known me for two decades. Yes. So the movie, sorry to bother you. Indeed. Yes. Again, one of the most original movies to come out in a good long while. And let's talk about the performances. Oh, Lakeith was awesome. Yes. He so was- that's why that that's the original reason why I had you do had you watch this because you were like, Oh, Lakeith, he's really good. I'm like, dude, you gotta see sorry to bother you. Right, right. Yeah, no, he was it was he was great in it. And um as I keep I keep messing up right. Is it Emma Thompson? Tessa Thompson. Uh, Emma Tessa Thompson, Thompson is British. Right, okay. It's a Tom it's it was one of the Thompson twins. Oh boy. And <laughs> Yeah, she's really good okay, in it so too. But for she always plays. Don't get that reference. That was a musical band in the eighties, right? So yeah, They're, one of them was yeah. white, one of them was black. Oh, is that what happened? The Thompson Twins? Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought one was. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even remember them. I just remember they had good hair. I'm pretty sure one was white, one was black. Am I getting them confused with Simply Red? Yeah, that's the holding back the years thing. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, that's the song that comes to mind when you're not when you're unaffectionate to me. What? Yeah, holding you're back like, the years. Yeah, I'm like holding back the years, and they get real sad when I take things. You somehow personally. got whiter in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> like you started out as like you know just average Joe. <laughs> average Joe. <laughs> the most painful episode. You made me watch the freaking Exorcist, which is not right. right. I give you quality. I give you sorry to bother you. No, you it did. It has you layers. Did. Can I make it up to you though? I can make a recommend. That's amazing because I have the Criterion okay. Channel. Okay, what's the what's the amazing recommendation? The amazing recommendation. All right, I'll get. Let's. Uh, we'll end the show on that. That'll be a cliffhanger for now. We'll end the okay. show on it when I come to that conclusion because I have dun. a few right off the top of my scullies. Okay, so. Back to, sorry to bother you. So Cash is, um, I, I kind of want to get into the plot so we can get to the ending because the ending is the crazy part. And it's like- And it comes out of nowhere. There, it does. You're sitting there yeah. in the theater and you're like, okay, all right, cool. Some some interesting shit has happened. Some stuff's gone down. Cool. And then he goes, you know, he he's at, uh, we'll call him Discount Steve Jobs. Um, right. He's at Discount Steve Jobs mansion. He goes to use the bathroom. Yeah, right after the wrong he's done room. this crazy rap that he really shouldn't have oh, done. Oh, yeah, we need to talk about that. Wait, stop. We need to talk about that scene because that scene was terrifying. And the way that it's shot and the way that the sound comes through when they're just when he's repeating that word over and over again and then they start singing along is yeah. inc- that mo- that was like that scene was fucking powerful. <laughs> like it, it was like so, it was like inc- Incredible that scene. It reminds it's like I can only compare it to the very end of Requiem for a Heavyweight. When I don't know if you ever seen it, Requiem Jackie, for a Heavyweight. Yeah, it's an old movie with Jackie Gleason and uh, his name's not occurring to me fast enough to not leave dead air. But 
Okay. Um, really old fellow, but like he's like a a he's for real a boxer, but like he's like kind of old or whatever, and he's sort of his sellout is he has to wrestle in like a an Amer like a Native American costume and pretend he's an Indian, mm-hmm. and it's at the end. Like he's like I could have been a contender. It was where a lot of like really famous phrases come from this movie. Like the rich are getting richer, the poor are getting drunk. Um, is it he go? The ending is he gets back in the ring as the Indian and he does the oh, 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 oh thing like, and it is such a painful scene because it's like it is like selling out to the point where it's like really awful. But he's aware of it, and that's even worse. Like that was that's why that scene resonated so hard is because he knew what he was doing as he was doing it and even even though he was like seemingly mocking it he was giving them exactly what they wanted which was like some sort of like what he perceived as rich white people giving them the exotic black experience it was a menstrual show he was putting on blackface yes and it is that scene and the way it's done is so powerful like yeah that that kicked me in the stomach (laughs) So right after this, he goes and he's talking to discount Steve Jobs in his office and um, he gives him what he thinks is cocaine and he does it. And then he goes to the bathroom and in the bathroom, he goes to the wrong bathroom. (laughs) He stumbles into um, a room that he's not supposed to be in and he hears something. He hears somebody like ask for help. And he thinks that he's having like a drug trip because what he sees is a man horse with a huge dick. Yeah. And, and this, this comes out and this is like two thirds into the movie. Yeah. Yeah. In a film that has absolutely is surreal and stylistic as it is. There is no hint. No indicator that this is coming. Exactly. Right. He just just pulls the curtain back. He sees it and you're like, what the fuck? (laughs) And just, what were they we called? react Aqua- just like him because we are we've been going on this journey with him and when he pulls it back we're like is that a horse man yep and what were they called equisapiens equisapiens yes yeah um but horse man is like the yeah because oh it's so it's so, you can't describe it because <laughs> yeah. it's so it's like it's half horse half human but not the way you think it would be <laughs> like it's in yeah. the most disturbing way possible. Cause like, usually you think, you know, half, that's why I'm not saying half horse, half human. Cause if you think half horse, half human, you think like centaur, right? right you think right. like man body up top horse Mm-mm. body on the bottom. Nope. Nope. <laughs> not at all. Mm-mm. This is, this is more a grotesque human horse hybrid where, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's so disturbing. Yeah, and it's, but it's 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 again, it's because I mean the me- the metaphors here are painted in really big big broad strokes, but yeah. like workhorse. Fine, I mean, which is fun because the style of it, you know, anything else would have would have just been lost. But it it like it's of course like you know he's like a working donkey, and that's what they're for. And they're making them into a workforce that are stronger than humans. And he, you know, and telling cash offers cash. What is that? A hundred million dollars to become yep. one. And oh then, no, 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 no! Not just to become right a, a, a horse <coughs> abomination, um, 
but right. to become he wants to control he want he knows it's it's very much again i know you hate it but it's true it's very much like the matrix he knows oh, that the God. system is not going to work because of it you know people are going to rise up against him so he wants controlled opposition so he he is preparing for it and he's saying like hey you know so going back to what we were talking about earlier when um when he gets promoted the reason why he got promoted was because when when he crossed the or when he um showed up at the at the picket or at the yeah as a picket the protest yeah um the reason why he got promoted was because discount steve jobs was like ah i'll use him he'll be my like i'll set him up as my malcolm x and so he wanted him to become it's like he wanted him to create a protest to like so he he's controlling the opposition within his slaves yeah I, that it was by design point, i will say as much as i as much as i'm joking about your you know your love for the matrix like that is exactly what it is yeah because that's yeah because neo is a program that was created right. by the very system and so when you you know all i think the, i think the i think they're saying the same uh, yeah i definitely think that the intent of even what the writers were saying in both films were the, i think they were saying the same thing yeah. yeah and that to me is like that's what's amazing it's like you think you're joining this resistance, but you're really controlled opposition. And right. the powers that be are controlling both sides. That's crazy to think of. Yep. That to me was message. Like the, that was the, the most important part of it. And this did it without being the last Jedi and having to make you go to Canto Bite for 30 fucking hours. Just and we're here. And we're here. We're huh? here at Star Wars. It has to happen. It finally happened. I am happened. non-contractually obligated to mention it. We didn't mention Star Wars in The Exorcist, so there's that. Although we very well should have. I mean, there were opportunities, probably. I'm going to, yeah. I mean, you, we would have found them. But I did mention The Matrix, so there's that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you I did. feel like as long as I, I feel like you always three, will. I'm good. It's like, if I don't mention Star Wars, it's going to be The Matrix or the MCU. It's one of the three. Uh. You I like should good, rename this you, podcast. I would be like, how to squeeze, like how to see the Matrix, Star Wars, and the MCU in everything. In everything. And right. literally everything. But I mean, okay, with the MCU, there are 23 movies. It's easy to do that. And with the that's Matrix, true. it just covers like all of life. And with Star Wars, that's the classic hero's journey. So that's most movies. So there you go. Right. Yeah, yeah I mean, crazy. yeah, it's not, no, it, it's not hard to, to make those analogies, make those reaches at all. But I will say, that Repo Man is my favorite Star Wars movie. It's also my favorite Matrix movie. It's also my favorite Harry Potter movie. Yep. It's also my favorite MCU movie. It's none of those things. This is what it's I, all of those know? things and more. Uh-huh. Okay. You ever see Repo Man? Yeah. And I... Uh, I and you loved it. it. Yeah, I loved it in your soul. No, I, seriously, I vaguely remember. Like, yeah, I've seen it, but I couldn't tell you anything that happened in it because i just remember like two people wasn't it jude law emilio estevez uh, oh i'm thinking of something else yeah i'm thinking of and harry remake. dean stanton oh there was a remake they made a of remake? it oh God, i'm pretty sure Rebo, man? i'm almost positive that they did really? yeah they did one with uh jude law it's offensive Ugh. Ugh. yeah 2010 i was right yeah oh, okay. god that's what i was thinking of and that one had um jude law forrest whitaker and leah schreiber 
that broke that's my what, wife. So every time you say Repo Man, that's the movie I was thinking of. Oh, is, did, did they make? Wait, hold on. Did they make a movie called Repo Men? Yeah. No, I'm talking about Repo Man. Oh, Repo yeah. Man. Okay. Yeah, it's not a remake. Yeah. Okay. Good, because that almost that hurt me to think they would even touch that movie. <laughs> but you ever see Tape Heads with John Cusack and Tim Roth? Not Tim Roth. Is it who's Susan Sarandon's husband? Susan Sarandon. Oh, um, Tim. Um, one of the Tims. Yeah, him and um. What the hell is his last name? And John Cusack. I know who you're talking about, but I don't. Yeah. What is his last name? The, the, the Bull Durham guy. Yeah, I was just That's about all. to say Bull Durham. Oh yeah, no, Bull Durham guy. Hive mind is setting in. No, yes. don't let it happen. Can't That's happen. right. That's oh. right. Hot sucker proxy. How about that? Uh, oh, a good that. one. That's a really good one. Good call. Yeah. What the hell is his last name? Holy crap! You actually <laughs> like you like a couple of good movies. A couple. <laughs> That's awesome. You so wrong. Um, Robbins. Tim Robbins. Tim, right, right, right. There it is. Okay, I feel better. We just called him Tim Sarandon. <laughs> well, she got her name from Chris Sarandon. That's who I initially thought you were talking about, but then when you mentioned that, I'm like, oh no, you, you meant Tim Robbins. Um, yeah, yeah. Did she? I don't think she ever married him though, because oh, after well, Chris Sarandon, I think she pulled a Goldie Hawn and was like, I'm never going to get married again, kind of situation. Oh, all right. Well, I, don't I mean, know, that's her. That's her. I don't, I don't have any judgment of that. Good for you. Good for you, Janet. <laughs> But one you day have to we promise should do me. Hudsucker Proxy because oh, absolutely like one of three people or two of three people that have seen it. And it's an awesome movie. Yes. Fucking yeah, Paul I would Newman. definitely do that. Yes. I don't have to twist my arm to do a Paul Newman movie. Oh, I love Paul Newman. Me too. Awesome. Look at us. Now we're back in tap dancing in sync. Dun, 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 dun. Look at us. You have to promise me you're going to listen to the coup. I probably will. Because, I, I mean, mean, Tom Morello... Is like anybody who lines anybody who hooks up with like Tom Morello musically, like I'm down. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I'm telling you right now, you go listen to the coup and be like, wow, wow, wow. Right. It is, yeah, I'm not even kidding. Like, it is, you're, you're like, holy shit. It, you'll get angry at yourself for every day that's gone by that you've not <laughs> heard those <laughs> records. Yep. Yep. Okay. I, I'm not even, there, there are some bands that I discovered later in life. That like that's happened to me where I'm like, how the fuck did I go through life not hearing that? And that's one of them. And it's your and that's your doing. You were like, you got to see this movie, and I'm on this journey now. Me and Boots. <laughs> Are you on a cinematic adventure? Yeah. Ah, you went and killed the whole is. moment. Yeah, it, really. Dead. Yes. <laughs> that was awesome, by the way. I brought in the name of the show. Come you did. On. You did. That was skill. Thank. That was good. That was good. <laughs> I should have, you know what? I should have been a good co-host and offered like a sound effect, like ding. That would have been, would have been nice. Okay. Well, and the next time you, the next time you bring it in, I'll do it. All right. Have the button ready. Oh no, I'm ready. Ready to go ahead. Do it again. Okay. Almost like cinematic adventures. There it is. <laughs> We're cooking with gas now. That's right. You can just edit it to be like, that was the first take. <laughs> <laughs> No, people know me way too well. They're we like, there's like, no we way like, how that works. <laughs> right. We were like that on it. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> I, I keep in the flaws. It is what it is. So what are we going to give this movie? Um, Besides all your love. A salami sandwich? I don't know. Oh, you mean like a review? Like you want to be like a real, like a real person, like a reviewer? Yeah. I mean, we're just, 
Yeah, I mean, I love that. Like the title and the, like the subject of the show is just where the train starts. <laughs> That's where the train starts. We don't know where it's gonna go. It's definitely going down Matrix Street at some point. Yeah. Right. It. You know, it's the lead car is gonna go adventure. that way. It's yeah. an adventure. Yeah, it is. Well, with, with built-in um, tunnels and and familiar signs. Hey, yeah. look, what does that say? Star Wars. <laughs> what does that say? Winter Soldier. That's nice. Is it my fault that I'm just quality describing cinema... the landscape? <laughs> I'm just describing the landscape of the show. Oh, horrible. I'm just I'm just here for the ride. You're just you're just along for the adventure. Oh, shit. The Wait, where's cinematic my belt? adventure. Shit, I dropped the belt. Oh, you let me down. You just... You... <laughs> I put it away. I put it in the oh, corner. See, we could have we had something going. I'm just going to leave it out from now on. I yes. promise, right? From now on, I'm going to leave it out. It'll be here. But Jai, try it again. <laughs> nope, you ruined it. Too late. Uh, the I'm ready. Gone. I'm ready. <sighs> Your poor wife. Exactly right. Ready to go. <laughs> Oh, no, it's got to be natural. It's got to be in okay. the moment. All right. All right. But I, I'm ready, though, whenever it happens again. Okay. Anywho. So, yeah. so um, yes. So you want to rate this like an actual like review type of My show? rating is everybody go out and get every album by The Coup. Every goddamn record by The Coup. Put it on while you're driving. <laughs> Put it on when you see something on the news that you hate. Put it on if you're getting trolled politically on any front. Just put it on and make turn that shit up and just and your shoulders will start doing weird shit and you'll just like you'll be driving you'll be like wow what's my ass doing what the hell's happening and then your shoulders are just jacked back and forth and then it's 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 hot is really what happens but then but at the same time it's a really good sublimation of your rage. Call Gloria Stefan. The rhythm found you. You're welcome. We are dorks. <laughs> I don't care if nobody else laughs. This is hilarious. <laughs> For one like you you killed it this episode. I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get one of those like the hand rattles. So uh, like the one like in the beginning of Crazy Train and like every reggae song. The one he's like, I I I clap. So this way when you when you kill something like that, I just kick it. And I'm just like a rattlesnake is going on. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, you know, I'm just, you know, you know, trying to be helpful, and you got to shit on it again. <laughs> it hurt my feelings. I didn't shit on it. I just said, mm-hmm. you're a terrible person. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody! So go see. Sorry to bother you. It's available on Amazon for three ninety nine a rent or nine ninety nine to buy. You know what? I'm just gonna say this is a buy it. Don't yes, don't yes. cable movie this because you need to watch it multiple times. Like it's one of those movies where like when you finish it, you gotta watch it again. It also features like, movies. It also features music by the Coup, so you can listen to it also yeah, if you, you don't feel like watching the movie. It's the kind of movie where like I saw it in the theater, and when it was over, I had no idea because I just saw the trailer, and the trailer does not have horse people in it at all. <laughs> and oh, it doesn't. No, and no, so, so there's no um, even so. Oh, good. They don't even spoil that in the trailer. Well, like, well, okay, not matter. the original trailer, but you know how movies are. Like when they first come out, you get the teaser, which is right. just like, 
here's a quick synopsis of what may happen and gives you just a little bit of like, hey, you know, come watch this. And you're like, all right, cool. But then after a movie comes out, then they have the full trailer, which has spoilers. That's why I said don't watch the trailer. Because mm. if, you, if you were to get just the teaser trailer, which is only like 45 seconds long, that doesn't spoil anything. But then, like, there's, like, a two-minute trailer that does have the horse people, and it shows, like, riots and stuff. And you're like, what the fuck? And so that's why I was like, no, 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 don't watch trailers. Don't watch trailers. That's why, in general, I will watch the very first trailer, the teaser trailer. I'll watch that. And then afterwards, I try not to watch any trailers at all because I don't want the movie spoiled. Oh, that makes sense. I should probably stick to that, too. You know what? You're absolutely right. I I tend to watch them all. Well, the thing is, I, I usually watch trailers to movies I, like I know kind of what I'm getting. You know what I mean? Like if it's like your Marvel thing or something like that. But even like, that, right. I don't want to. Because like, here's the thing. I've read the Marvel comics, so I know what's coming. But I don't know what's coming on the screen. Because I know the story arc from the comics, but this isn't the comics. This is completely, you know, this could be completely different. Perfect example, Captain America Civil War did not go the way Captain I had Civil War. Did not Civil, go War, Civil War right. in, the, right. in the comics. Exactly. Civil War, right after Civil War it ended in Marvel is when I got clean from comics. So Really? Yeah, I mean, it's not, one didn't beget the other. Like, I wasn't like, uh-huh. I was like, this sucks, I quit. It wasn't okay. like, it wasn't that. I was just kind of like, I was kind of over comics because I had been into them for a very long time and I was like, you know, I'm going to do something else. But the, you know, I'd also like the trips to every Wednesday. It's not, doesn't, it's not even important, but that's when I'm just marking it as a period of time is like right at that point is when I was getting out of comics. Right. Yeah. Um, for but me, yeah, you're absolutely I, right. I that's not at in. all what happened. Yeah, no. And right. so that's why it's like, even though I already know the story from the comics, it's still something different is clearly going to happen. So I don't want that spoiled until I'm in the theater. Like Endgame, perfect example. After seeing Infinity War, again, I've read the Infinity. There are like two different events that they were taking from because there's the Infinity Gauntlet and Infinity War in the comics. And they kind of borrowed from both. And I had, after watching Infinity War, I had no idea what was going to happen in Endgame because Infinity War ended the way the comics began. So that's why I was like, I genuinely don't know what's going on. Two things, and I'm not, I don't want to start a fight, but I hated Endgame. But two, the. (gasps) um, That's it. We're done. This is over. I can't. I I mean, we can have that conversation another time, but yeah, I absolutely hated Endgame. But the, the, um, I was the cosmic. It was weird because you were not. You were. I guess you were into the Thanos in the cosmic comic books, where I was like into like Daredevil because I loved that he protected ten blocks. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, and he was like a fucked up Catholic, and like you know, and but everything that happened in the cosmic scale sort of trickled down to Hell's Kitchen in a very like weird way. Like if you remember the the human, I'm sorry, the mutant growth hormone had yeah. come and had been a drug that they were dealing on the streets. Like I was dealing on the streets with Matt Murdock and I wasn't into all the cosmics. Well, yeah, but you're also from New um, York. I don't know that that plays into it. I don't, I don't know that it does. I just feel, I feel like the cosmic stuff was like, I was only willing to go was so too far. Surreal? Too yeah. Like, I appreciate it. I guess I appreciated some of Thanos's dialogue. I, well, no, I mean, I appreciated some of Thanos's dialogue. Like uh-huh. he was, he had the greatest dialogue probably of any comic villain, but I just didn't, you know, I just didn't, I don't know, the cosmic stories, I was just like, yeah, that's a little too out of control. 
I didn't get into Infinity War until until the movie Civil War came out because or no was it Civil War? It might have been the I think it was the Avengers because the Avengers was the first time we saw Thanos and I didn't know who he was because um, though I had read comics like you I read smaller comics so I didn't read the cos the you know the big cosmic ones um, right okay and the comics that I read were none of the people who were in the MCU. So the MCU, to me, even though I did read Marvel Comics and I read DC Comics, I didn't read those guys. Because little known fact, like, those were kind of the reject comics because all the big characters were sold off. Like, I, you know, I read the big characters. I, I mainly read, like, X-Men. Um, oh, right. Oh, see, I see what you're saying. So you're saying, like, you were born to, like, X-Men, Spider-Man, the ones that, like, Sony owned? Yeah. The right, one, yeah, right. the one Fox and Sony the, and Universal. Like I, right. I, I knew like the Hulk, the X Men, um, that you know. So yeah, Mike, Mike, the characters I read were more on Earth, but like I never read Captain America because he was boring as shit. Because yeah. in the comics, like up until unless Captain America is in an event, who fucking cares? <laughs> you know? Well, let's be honest. I mean, yeah, I mean, Ed, when Ed Brubaker started writing Captain America, it got really great. Yeah, but that wasn't until what the two thousands. Yeah. So, yes. but I'm I'm talking like '90s, like like growing up. Basically. Oh, I didn't read the him in the '90s at all. Like I read, oh. I was a big, I was a big, like I said, a big Daredevil fan, which is just like poor man Spider Man, right? <laughs> like it was like discount Spider Man, yeah, blind Spider Man essentially, but with right. all the power. <laughs> right, but I mean, but there's this like pocket of time where like Frank Miller had written and just reinvented the character and made him more like a like a really incredible. Well, seventies film, really like it. See, made, okay, made it so like when a, that was happening with Daredevil, I was reading Batman. Oh, right. So you were probably right, but you know, it's you're. We were reading the same character. I mean, yours, yours is just rich. <laughs> I was yours actually has Batman. superpowers, though. Batman doesn't have any superpowers. No, well, no. Is 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 does he have superpowers, or is that just how he sees? It doesn't really give him. Well, I guess it kind of gives him a leg. It up does because yeah. he reacts before anybody else. He does. He has right. enhanced senses. Yeah, so, that's true. All right, I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, right, but you but you can't say Batman don't have powers because he has a crap. Batman power. is more like Iron Man in that his superpower is yeah. being rich and being really smart. His Essentially, yeah. Batman's actual superpower is his brain, his detective skills. And his money. That, too. Right, because I mean, <laughs> so, he has, yeah, I mean, like... like but, like, like, if like, you were to strip everything Matt lived in an him, apartment, Batman, like, has a... Not just a man, but he has like a whole fucking lair. He owns a portion of a city. Um, yeah. Okay. But like if you were to take everything and away. And a big from penny. Him, he has a big penny. A big pe- Yes. And a dinosaur. And yeah. And a dinosaur. Um, if you were to take everything away from all these characters, the thing that Iron Man or that, that Tony Stark and Bruce Wayne would still have, even if you took away their money, they'd still have their brains because they're both geniuses. Right, that's um, true. And so with Matt, Tony Stark, Matt. he's kind of like the narcissistic genius. And with Bruce Wayne, he's like the inquisitor. Like he's a detective. He's got to figure yeah. it out. Right. And he's a great detective. That's true. Yeah. Matt was so. just a hor- Matt's just a horny drunk. Ma- I was going to say, Matt's just a hot mess who tries to keep the streets clean. Well, Matt should have been. I mean, we, we, we could have this conversation all night because this is a subject I actually love. But like, I, you know, like Matt, should have been a villain and i think that's why you know like i love him so much it's like i think he would be better as an anti-hero which is why black widow is so awesome because i think she is an anti-hero she's not she's not really a hero yeah her first appearances she was a straight-up villain right 
And then she right. just kind of changed her mind and came over. She's like Mystique, but like when after a while Mystique goes fuck it and goes back to being evil, but with Black Widow, she just kind of stayed good. <laughs> so, right, right, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, I, I think I got, I just got out of comics after a while, and I, you know, and after Endgame, I don't know that I that I would watch another. I don't. I would probably watch an MCU movie like on cable or something. Like I don't know that I would watch. Like I don't know that I would go see one in the theater again. So I saw Spider Man: Far From Home. I liked it. It was pretty good. Oh, I liked it too. Can we talk about? Can we talk about that for like ten seconds? Because I sure. fucking I, the reason the, the Tom Holland Spider Man movies is because I love that nerds are like you know that's not what it is and it's it's not we went, that's not how he was an origin and what's with the Uncle Ben? First of all, Far From Home is like the origin of the thing that defines Spider-Man, like the origin of his control of his spider senses, right? Uh So I love that enough to to talk like loud. (laughs) You mean the PD tingle? (laughs) Yeah, I fucking love the PD tingle. Like I love that that was like the central part of the movie is him gaining control of the thing that that defines Spider-Man. I I like how it's kind of, in the MCU, it's kind of like a mutant power where like, it doesn't come to him all at once. He's get it. He has to develop it as it comes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, really, I, I like those movies. They're cute. Yeah. Too. They're really adorable. And of course, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal is insanely awesome. Like, if you have Jake Gyllenhaal in the movie, it's just better. I, I yeah. I, I, movie. The things I've seen him in, he's he's a good actor. He, he he's also a good actor. Yeah, I was referring to the fact that he's incredibly hot. Yeah, I thought that's what you might be. Yeah, that's exactly saying. where I was going with that. Right. Uh-huh. Cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I do this yeah. to you every, this is, I think this, I did this to you in a couple of episodes already. So I, I'm just going to take it because I deserve it. You do. You do. Yeah. You always bring up some woman and I'm like, okay. And you're like, no. And then you do the bow, chicka, bow, bow every time. So it's my turn. All right. First of all, I don't do bow, chicka, bow, bow. You totally do. No, I, I literally sing Rolls Royces. I want to get next to you. That's specifically, so I specifically sing that. <laughs> i just need to point that out i specifically sing that song (laughs) okay well all i can say is uh jake gyllenhaal can web me up you're gonna edit this tight right like because not at all it's going no it's it's going going as is it's going going, as is right i'm unfiltered damn it (laughs) (laughs) unapologetically so reference where do you think she got the name it wasn't for me but she could have been really should have been honestly yeah but I yeah, her, so damn it. I claim the credit anyway. <laughs> shout out to Ace all over the place. So this is like the third time I've mentioned her randomly in an episode. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Huh? Because I, I mentioned, I think I mentioned her in the last one. Yeah, and then before that, that like a hundred episodes ago, um, we Daniel and I were talking about something, and I mentioned her. So yeah, she's all up in this podcast. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she might as well be the fourth host. She's the fourth host without being the fourth host, the permanent fourth host. She's just a presence in the show. She's, ooh. I love it. the fourth host in the way that, like, you know how they call people, like, the 11th member of, like, a team or something? Yeah. Right. Or, like, the fifth Beatle. Sure. She's the Billy Billy Preston of cinematic adventures. (laughs) Oh, there you go with the obscure references. Billy Preston? Yeah. That's an obscure reference. No, Oh, God damn. That's an girl. obscure reference. Ma'am. Ma'am. <laughs> are you hitting me with the ma'am? Oh, damn. Ma'am. It's worse than I thought. Oh, but anyway. We are all over the place. The punchline right. is sorry to bother you is awesome. 
and yes. just buy it so that you can watch it. We're at that times. hour where just like, like anybody else you just want to talk shit about yeah. while we're on. Uh, <laughs> no, but if we if we could you know cycle back to Jake Gyllenhaal, he's okay. Not only is you, he how about you, he's okay, hilarious. you talk you talk about him, and I'll give you your soundtrack. Go ahead. Oh, here we go, <laughs> right, go dude. Okay, so again, like not only is he like insanely hot, he's also hilarious. He's funny. Like in interviews, he's really funny. Like what does he say? That's funny. You just have to watch an interview. He's like. He's a situational kind of person. Like when things happen, like his his responses are just hysterical. Was he just like on like about interviews and stuff? Like he when he's talking about the specific movies he's being interviewed on, he's like he has um, funny quips about them. Not just that. Well, not about necessarily like the movies. That was but was like, that him and Brokeback Mountain, by the way. Or, yeah. Okay. He and Heath Ledger. Um, okay. But like, it's not just even when he's giving interviews talking about movies. He can just be talking. You know, talking to somebody like in general, like a standard interview or even like just talking all about nothing. And uh, oh, you didn't. You're doing it. You're playing it. <laughs> Tell me more about Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> You're insane. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what else was the air, Jackie? Oh, wow. So. In this we can't play that whole song because I don't have. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, right. You know, we don't want to get a cease and desist because right. you'd have to get all horny about Jake Gyllenhaal. Hey, again, how many times have you mentioned Anna de Armas? I only mentioned her in an appropriate context because we were talking about the film. I wasn't. You mentioned being... her like I want somebody to go back and listen to the episode of Knives Out. No, you don't and need count how many times he says not just Anna, like the full name Anna de Armas. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Yeah. It's at least twelve. At least twelve. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't I didn't want to call her by the name I call her in my head. I See? used her real name. <laughs> well, that's my responsible co-host. We're talking about film here, Jackie. Oh wow. Yeah. So so yeah. Go watch. Sorry to bother you. Yeah, it's a good movie. We it give it twenty thousand stars if you include all the albums by the coup. And also listen to the coup. Listen to the coup right now. Like, put those, sh- put that shit on, and be like, "God damn, how was that not in my life before?" <laughs> and I would suggest also listening to Rage Against the Machine because they are equally awesome. Yes. So yes, thank you for joining us for another episode of Cinematic Adventures. I'm the once in a while co-host Doug, as seen on TV from the End Is Nice show, which you can hear on all the podcast apps. When we do feel like doing shows, when we do, when we do have time to actually do shows, so there's that. There. What we got? Any other plugs? We got any other plugs? Oh, listen to unapologetically Ace because unapologetically really unfiltered. I'm probably yeah, unapologetic, unapologetically unfiltered because she's the Billy Preston of cinematic adventures. I mean, if we're plugging yeah. shit, I have a Twitch. So you got a Twitch, yeah? Yeah, just look it up, cinematic adventures. Right, it's fun and. Right, and Lance Vince's podcast is... Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> his name is not Lance <laughs> What's his podcast? Oh, my God. Vincent from Nerd One. Oh, Nerd One. Nerd One where? Where can we find Nerd One? Uh, he's on Anchor, so you can listen anywhere you find anyway, podcasts. He's on there. Oh, all right. You can find him there. All right. And then you got to plug Sean because you can't yeah, just leave Sean. him hanging. Sean, little Sean. Sean's my favorite little baby Sean. Oh, my gosh. Sean, um, Sean from Coochie Coochie Coo, superhero Sean. Coochie oh Coochie Coo, my favorite. 
my little baby. The God, funny I'm thing sorry. is, I know that everybody who hears this is just going to laugh, but I'm sitting here thinking, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, nobody's going to laugh at my stupid ass. I'm, just, I'm delirious at this point. We've been talking for two hours. <laughs> you're, delirious you're right nuts. now. All right, so go check out everybody. Check out my Twitch. Check out all the podcasts that he just mentioned. Including and, my own. Indeed. And I'll see you next week. Well, we won't see you, but you'll hear us. See you next week, Sean. My little coochie coochie. If you like this episode, do us a favor. If you're listening through Apple, give us a five-star rating or any other app. Drop us a like. And don't forget to subscribe so that you can hear new episodes when they come out. Thanks.